Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we finish the Provoke the Pastor series for 2021. If you have been following along, you know that once a year, the Heritage Bible Church congregation is encouraged to submit questions to Pastor Jim Harris for answers. Please follow along to today's portion of this week's message entitled, Potent Pastoral Potpourri. Well, this is the finale of our 2021 Provoke the Pastor series, and so I declare a holiday tomorrow, having uh, concluded this part of it. Thank you for being here today. You who that uh, can only join us electronically, glad that you are following along with us today as well, and we look forward to seeing you here in person just as soon as you are able to do that. Well, what do you title a sermon when you're doing a series of questions? Well, this year I I came up with pastoral potpourri, and then I elaborated pastoral potpourri part two. Last week we had one main question, so I gave it a title, and this week we're going to do four questions, each of which certainly merits at least a whole sermon of its own, but I'm going to do four of them, so they're going to be boiled down. And so this is, are you ready, potent pastoral potpourri. You may have to add water and uh, simmer it for a while to uh, get the most out of it on your own. And by the way, um, if you need more follow-up or I didn't get to your question, uh, feel free to make an appointment. We'd be happy to schedule a time to sit down and talk about things in detail. So let's move to uh, one of the questions, shall we? Let's just dive in and we'll have three absolutely wrenching non-logical changes of direction before we're done today. But here's the first one. The Bible talks about the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2.2, and taking up the shield of faith with which we can distinguish the darts of the evil one, Ephesians 6.16. Do you think the devil can read our minds? I just wonder how the devil can so easily distract us. Does he know our thoughts or does he just know the weak nature of a human. Well, that's easy. No. Any questions? He can't read your mind. Um, For the devil to be able to read your mind, he would have to be on a par with God. He is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He is not omnipresent. He can only be in one place at once. He is not omnipotent. He is not all power. He is not the equal opposite of God. He is a created being. He's one of the angels, he is finite. Matter of fact, he was an angel who rebelled against God and persuaded about a third of the angels to follow him. Understand, the devil can do nothing without the permission of God. If you're not completely sure of that, go back and read Job chapters 1 and 2 and see the, the classic example of that. Satan could not do all of that to Job without permission from God. Now, ever since the fall, and I'm speaking in terms of Genesis 3, not football season, ever since the fall, 
Satan is the one who drives the world system which is in rebellion against God. The rebellion is in full strength. It is going to continue until Jesus returns and sets up His kingdom on earth. And you can read about that in Revelation 19 and 20. Now, in the meantime, Satan's defeat is certain. He knows it. He too can read the Bible. Nevertheless, he continues his rebellion and he strives to twist and discredit God's Word, and he relentlessly battles against Jesus Christ and everyone and anything that belongs to Him. So he is an enemy. Now, the reason it may seem that he can read your mind is that he's really smart. He has countless assistants around the world, demons, and they have 6,000 years of experience in attacking people, tricking people, fooling people, deceiving people, lying to people. He's really good at it. He is a master deceiver. He is an expert in clever ways of packaging his lies. He doesn't have all that many different basic things. He just loves to put them together. You want to be super religious, he'll come up with a, with, with a religious system that you have to work your way to heaven. You don't want to be religious, okay, you can be an atheist if you want. You know, whatever you want, he has a way to package a lie to suit your desire. Now, what about us as believers? We, the reason that we continue to be susceptible to temptation is that we still have one more stage of our redemption that is not yet complete, the redemption of the body. We still live in the the body of this death. We still have what the New Testament calls the flesh, not just the stuff that's clinging to your bones, but, but that propensity toward evil. Your flesh is like the, the beachhead from which Satan and his forces are able to distract you. Everything he does is about distracting. Temptations are uh, described by the metaphor that was alluded to in the question. Uh, King James says, fiery darts. Our translation says, the flaming arrows of the devil. And we need to be quenching them with the shield of faith, which is based upon the word picture from the oil-treated leather shield of a Roman soldier. Our faith keeps those things from penetrating. Now, we're going to get to um, Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll deal with that in due time when we get there. I would recommend for further information on this, there's a lot of good resources, but you can go to our website, go to our sermon archives, and look up the April 10th, 2019 that was uh, part of our series on 64 Days of Truth. That was the Wednesday night that we devoted to um, the course on angels and demons. All right, with absolutely no logical segue whatsoever, next question. Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 16, especially verse 17. It seems there is a separation between salvation and receiving the Holy Spirit. Am I reading this wrong? Well, let's, let's look at the passage, Acts 8, 14 through 17. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria 
had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. So the answer to the question is, no, you're not reading it wrong. The gospel went to Samaria. Some Samaritans believed. Then the apostles in Jerusalem heard of it, sent the two main guys, Peter and, uh, and John, down there, and they prayed for them, and then those folks received the Holy Spirit. There was a gap between them believing and them receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, similarly, there were 120 who had already believed, who were waiting in Jerusalem, and they had already put their faith in Christ, and then the Holy Spirit came upon them. It was a similar situation there back in the book of Acts. So this in Acts 8 is one of very few cases recorded in the book of Acts in which the coming of the Holy Spirit did not happen at the same moment as a group of people first believing. Now, as advertised, I'm compressing this, so there's a lot more to be said, but I think it's a great time to tip you off to an important principle of reading your Bible, interpreting your Bible, a principle of of hermeneutics, that you need to recognize the vital difference between passages which are descriptive and passages which are prescriptive. Descriptive passages describe something that happened. Prescriptive passages tell you what should happen or tell you what you should do. Just because something is described in the Bible, that doesn't mean that it's normal, nor does it mean that it's something that is supposed to be imitated. But when something is commanded, that's different. And even then, you have to pay attention to the identity of the original audience. For example, there may be things that are commanded for Israel under the Mosaic Law that are not in effect for the church today. But you can, you can take the commands that are in the New Testament epistles and know that they are directly for you. Let me give you a classic example of the difference between a descriptive and prescriptive passage. There's a classic one. I think I heard at least two sermons on this when I was a, a brand new Christian, and I thought, wow, that's, that's really cool. It comes from Judges chapter 6, and it involves the judge named Gideon. Remember, God told Gideon to do something, and, uh, and Gideon uh, wanted to confirm the will of God, so he he lays out a fleece and he says, okay, in the morning, I want dew on the fleece and nothing else around it. And okay, God did that. So then he lays out the fleece again. Now I want it the other way around. I want dew all around the fleece and nothing on the dew. I forget which one comes first. All right. And I heard how when you are wanting to discern God's will, you should put out your fleece. Ask God to do something to confirm to you what his will is for you. Very convicting sermons, great at manipulating a young teenage uh, un, uh, 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 new believer in Christ. And then I came to understand that was not what that passage is all about. Gideon had been told God's will. He knew it. The fleece thing was an act of cowardly, 
unbelief. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.